This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. When you look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB-4-CAR. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. I'm Liz Gill. Coach, welcome back to Mississippi. Well, hotty toddy to you. <laughs> yes, thank you for being here, having me here today. Well, you you went and uh, cheered on our uh, Mississippi boys at the World Series. Yes, was out there for two days, had an excellent time, and just so proud of those boys. Now, you, did you drive or did you fly? We drove. Okay. Okay. 14 hours, one way. <laughs> well, that's when you just got to pop in the tunes, uh, bring the cooler and the snacks, and, and, and just, just go. Just go. That's all you could do. So how was the drive? What did you see? Well, we went to two different directions. We went through the Ozarks the first time, and then we came back to 55 uh, the second time. I liked the first time better. Even though it was windy roads and all, I got to see a lot of different things up in those Ozark Mountains. really nice. So did you take... Uh, did you go up through Fayetteville or 7 or 65? We went 13 to 73, no, 63, I think. Okay. And it was just, it didn't take us to Fayetteville. It took us a different route. It was, it was really nice. Good. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. And you saw something, you saw electric. Car, you saw an electric car or what's yeah, your story? Yeah, I decided on these electric cars. I stopped by um, a gas station and I saw two Teslas over at a charging station. So, uh, you know, being curious, I am. I went over there and talked to the owners of the cars. I said, how long do you need to charge this vehicle before you can go again? And they said, well, it's going to take me between 30 minutes and an hour to charge their car. I said, well, how far are you going to go on that charge? And he said, well, we're going to go about 220 miles. And I said, well, how much has it cost you so far? He said, right now it's cost him $15. He was halfway. So in order to get a full charge, it cost him $30, okay, where it cost 60 or 70 80 dollars in gas but they could only go 220 miles and the father told me the reason that he was here charging the car up is because his son wanted to go out in the county and the car wouldn't make it and so he was charging the car up so i thought that was funny all right well that that's an interesting one Folks, today we're doing a little bit different. Coach is here to answer your questions, but he's brought along a buddy. He's a coach, but we've only got one, only room for one coach on this show. So we've got Mr. Leonard Taylor, who is the driving instructor at Clinton High School. He's got he's got a run go coach uh, in uh, half the time. So if you have a driving instructor question, drivers ed rules of the road, get those in. You've only got in. Till about 30 after for uh, Mr. Leonard Taylor. Then, you know, coach is here, but let's uh, get your driving questions in right now because our, our guys got to go do some uh, s- summer work. Welcome to AutoCorrect today. Good morning. I'm glad to be here. How you all doing? We are doing Great. fantastic. We are so glad. So, uh, driver's ed in public school, do most of the public schools have driver's ed? Um. 
A lot of schools don't, but um, Clinton High School is one of the schools that's fortunate enough to have a driver's ed program, and I think a lot of the parents and a lot of the kids do take advantage of that. And what, what besides learning, you know, what, what are some advantages of taking driver's ed? Um, a lot of advantages are, you know, you get to learn the ins and out of the road, um, stuff like that, and also for insurance. Uh, you know, once the kid take this, take these classes, you know, they get um, insurance um, um, rates and everything dropped and lowered for their kids learning the rules of the road and things like that. Great. So, you know, one of the things with um, the the kids distracted driving Ooh. is a thing. What what do you tell them about that? Um, a lot of the times we try to let them know to put the phone up. That's the that's the main thing. This generation here. Um, you know, a lot of stuff is done on their on their phones and things like that. So they're once they hear that ping or that ding on their phone, it's like they just have to go to it. So a lot of times in my driver's ed class, I make sure they put their phone in their purse or in their pocket just so they can get used to not having it. And I know a lot of them, they be like, well, my mom, she kind of has hers out and she doesn't. I said, I understand, but let's try to learn the right way if we can. So a lot of times we may get into a distracted driver and uh episode where that phone makes them be distracted where how about the music i know the music's up real loud on a lot of these teenagers and how's all that uh, dealing with it um a lot of times like when i do my drivers i try to make it as realistic as possible uh, i let them turn the radio on because of course we know once they're behind the wheel they're going to have the music on so right. i try to let them get in their own element but try to teach them to understand hey let's not have it too loud so you can hear what's going on if an emergency vehicle is coming behind you and need to come around you you can hear it but uh, that, that music is definitely a distraction, uh, the phone. So we definitely talk about that a lot and try to teach them, like, hey, you can enjoy your music and whatnot, but do it at a safe level, like you say, so you won't be distracted. So in 2022, folks with the teenagers, <laughs> tell us what are the steps that they'll go through from I don't know nothing to I can drive all by myself. What are the steps? Uh, the steps are once you enroll in the class, before we even get in the car, because a lot of the kids, they're like, are we going to drive this week? And like, it's the first week of class. Um, okay. We go over a lot of hours of going over the rules of the road. Um, so we have to do at least 30 hours of schoolwork, book work, to learn the rules of the road road ins and out of a car we'll go look at the car understand how to uh, inflate the tire and i'm pretty sure coach milton can let you know a lot of the kids don't know how to boost off a car or even put air in the tire or how to change the tire so we try to learn more so about the car first before we even get in the car and when they start driver's ed, do they need to have a, what kind of license? Um, we prefer them to have a learner's permit. If they're in the class and they don't have one as of yet, we try to give them maybe, you know, a week or two to go to go um, get that permit because, like I said, we can't put you behind the wheel unless you have a, a, a permit. And some of the students already have licenses as well, so they just do it for them. And the learner's permit is that's where you have to study the rules of the road book to pass the, the, the written test or video test? <laughs> yeah, you have to pass the written test to learn all the rules of the road and things like that. So, yeah, you definitely have to have that learner's permit for that. Well, you know, I was thinking uh, several weeks ago we talked about this, uh, that the student no longer has to drive with the Department of Public Safety. How has that affected the way that you have to teach them? Um, that affects it a lot um, from the simple fact that a lot of the kids are only getting the rules of the road or learning how to drive from myself or the other driver's ed instructor. Um, 
it hurts a little bit because not all, and this is not a knock against any other parents, but some people are just not very good drivers. So right. uh, some of the kids are going to learn behaviors from who they see or who they're riding with majority of the time. And that's not always the best, but if you learn the, the basics of what you need to learn, and that's what we try to teach them, they have some type of groundwork. But it's definitely changed. Well, you know, I thought it was very funny. My grandson just turned 16, and, of course, he drove a lot, and he went and got his driver's license, mm-hmm. and he told me, he says, Pop, I didn't even have to drive. They just gave me my license once I went in there, and my parent had to sign that I've driven so many hours with them or training you know um what would you suggest to the parent uh, even though they're taking driver's ed would you suggest to that parent practice 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 or how would you do that i would definitely suggest practice 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 because that's the only way you get better even myself as a 41 year old male i'm still learning little things rules of the road you can always learn so uh with these young kids now you definitely have to practice a lot uh one thing i noticed when we was coming up we was always anxious to drive we was always trying to get behind the wheel i remember sitting in my father's lap trying to drive all the time. I, I, I grew up in the country, so we get to those country roads outside the city. I'm sitting in this lab. We're driving. We just couldn't wait to drive. Nowadays, with the kids, with the phone and technology, it's kind of like they'd rather just sit on the side so they can, you know, get on the Instagram and Snap and everything and not really focus on wanting to drive. I've, I've noticed a lot of kids are just not as anxious to drive as we once were. Well, Liz, I know this for a fact that I know several people where their kids are very, very anxious about driving. They don't want to drive. They're, they don't want to get behind the wheel. And I know some 18-year-olds that have not even got their driver's license or have their driver's license but will not drive the car. Yeah, that's 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 definitely a big thing. Um, driving can cause some type of anxiety to some to some kids, but it's all about practice. I know a lot of kids when we get behind the wheel, they'll tell me they be like, "Coach, I'm nervous. I, I I'm I'm scared. I don't know if I can." I said, "Hey, just breathe and take your time." So it's all about that practice. Practice in the empty parking lot if you can. Uh, one of the biggest thing kids fear is when facing oncoming traffic. Uh, but once they get that down, they're pretty good. A lot of them are anxious about getting on the interstate. When we have to practice on getting on the interstate from time to time, that's a big uh, that's a big thing, learning how to approach to get on the interstate. Uh, because, you know, you have oncoming traffic, just teaching them how not to lock up. Just breathe, take your time, and just observe. Well, a little healthy fear is not bad, <laughs> in my right. opinion, rather than being too cocky. If you've got a question, send us your emails to auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about rules of the road and driver's ed with our friend, Mr. Leonard Taylor, who's the driving instructor at Clinton High School. Is your car under recall? We have a list of ones that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. chalkboard chat it's an mpb education podcast it's a variety show providing information and resources for teachers students parents guardians and everyday people on various topics 
It's learning something new with every publication. Chalkboard Chat. Find the podcast or listen from chalkboardchat.mpbonline.org. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Liz Gill. Now, if you want even more AutoCorrect, do find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. So here are some recent recalls. The uh, 2016 through 14 Honda Ridgeline pickups. Now, Coach, we've talked about how the the fuel tank is plastic now, but these Ridgelines have um, metal mounting frames. And so they're doing a recall because if you live in a northern state with the salt, it can corrode the mounting frames that hold up the plastic the uh, fuel tanks. All, yes. Yeah, the straps. The 21 through 22 Sorrento hybrids and the 22 Sorrento PHEVs have exploding seatbelts, pre-tensioners. So uh, those are your recalls. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, NHTSA. NHTSA.gov slash recall. Put in that VIN number, or you can just find their Safer Car app. Today we're talking about driver's ed and rules of the road. We've got our guest here. It's Mr. Leonard Taylor. He's a coach, but we've already got a coach, so it'd be too confusing to call everybody coach. I'm not a coach. So, But we're taking your vehicle repair questions also. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. Coach, you had something. You had a you had a dying to know the inside scoop on the break. Uh, you wanted to ask uh, Mr. Taylor. Well, you know, I've always noticed that the uh, driver's ed car has the driver, and then it has a passenger. On the passenger side, it has a brake for you to take for the instructor to touch and stop that car. How tempted are you to push on that brake? <laughs> to be honest, I'm tempted quite a lot. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm tempted quite a lot. Uh, I've never had to use it, maybe, but maybe once or twice. But uh, when I did have to use it, it was like I almost pushed it straight through the floor. I felt like I was on part of the Flintstones. I was going to go straight through the floorboard. I was trying to push the brake so hard. But it's definitely tempting quite a lot because a lot of kids do not know how to use the brake. Or one thing I've noticed a lot, kids really nowadays don't really stop till they get right up to the stop sign and i'm like you're going to be repairing like replacing brake pads quite a lot so they're probably going to come see you mr milton because they're going to have to get a lot of quite a few repairs done let me ask you a question how did COVID affect driver's ed it affected it drastically for one because you can't be in close proximity so when we was at the height of COVID, but we were still trying to go back into the school system you know clinton we was one of the school systems that was fortunate enough to go back during COVID a little it um it it you couldn't be too close to people so that brought down us being in the actual car to drive with with the kids so that kind of hurt the kids a lot because we couldn't get on the road with them like we wanted to do you think that is the reason why these uh students no longer drive with the mississippi highway patrol i think that's i think that's one of the reasons why uh because like i said we're still um 
the COVID disease is still going around some. So you have patrolmen that may not want to get in close proximity. You know, they have family members of their own, don't want to take anything back. So that definitely uh, changed the landscape. That's part of the reason why. Well, I was thinking with teenage drivers, a lot of times uh, they don't know the road. A lot of them do not take driver's ed. Uh I know that a lot of times you say that they learn from their parents and they learn from other people driving, and they pick up a lot of these bad habits. Right. How do you break those habits? Um, just constantly reminding them of the right way. Um, a lot of times kids do what they see, you know, as most of us do, but we just try to reiterate what's the right way and the reason why. Safety is the biggest reason. Uh, like when you're on the road, I always tell my kids, always observe what's going on when you're driving. It's not about just your lane and where you're at. You have to observe what's around you all the time, defensive driving. So you got to be a defensive driver, not always offensive, but defensive, looking in every direction and further in front of you and behind you. Exactly, exactly. What would you say are three rules of the road that adults and kids might need to be reminded of the most? Um, three rules. One of them we would be the one I just said about being uh, observant, always observing what's going on around you, being a defensive driver, always knowing what's going on, possible situations. If you're in a uh, neighborhood, a rural neighborhood, or driving through a neighborhood, always look for kids, dogs, pets, things like that. You can't just fly down certain neighborhoods and stuff like that. Always being observant of what's going on around you. Also, a big thing is the blinker. A lot of uh, people fail to remember how to use the blinker. If you're going, if you need to get over, put your blinker on. Try not to put it on the second before you get ready to move over. If you know you have to get over to the right lane or left lane, put the blinker on. Give a give the person behind you enough time to see that, hey, this person's trying to get over, give you a chance to get over. And the main thing is just um, not being distracted. Put your phone down. Uh, I understand we all have jobs and things like that, but if you don't have to pick that phone up and read a text, or if you read it, you don't have to respond back right then. So, you know, I know we hear about the text later, it can wait type thing. It is so true because it only takes a split second to put your head down. You look back up, somebody has put on the brake or somebody's jotted out. So those would be the main three. You know, I was thinking about... uh drunk driving, teens drinking and driving, and I know that you probably reiterate that quite often about drinking and driving. Are there any courses, did the Highway Patrol come in and have any driving courses or anything like that for them? They have those out. Uh, we don't have any that come in at our school yet, but those are some things that we're working on, getting the Highway Patrolmen to come in to give the kids statistics and and. Uh, teach them and try to, try to remind them that drinking and driving is definitely wrong or smoking or whatever whatever your extracurricular activity might be for these kids that, would, that can impair your judgment while driving. But those are definitely some things we're working on trying to get up here at the high school. Okay. One of the things we, you know, two things we've just saw on the news. I saw them yesterday. One was a truck at a crossing, a railroad crossing. You know, that train did not jump off the tracks and get on the road. The the <laughs> truck was on the railroad crossing. What what do you what do you teach kids about that? When you come to the railroad crossing, it's always to 
slow down and ease up to look. I'm also a bus driver. Coach Melton done this for years, and they teach us whenever we come to it, we have to come to a complete stop, look both ways to make sure just because the the, uh, the crossing is not down or you don't hear the horns or lights doesn't mean that a train isn't coming. So we teach our kids all the time. Even though you don't see the lights or the gate is not down, always approach it with caution, look left or right, because you just never know. Well, there's a lot of communities that, especially I know in Clinton, there's a community that the train will not blow the horn right. when it's coming to a, anywhere in that neighborhood. Well, and a lot of them don't have uh, gates to right. come down. Where I grew up, there were four sets of tracks all together, so there might be a train parked, and there could be another train coming on the other track that you oh, can't wow. see because the train, you know, the the track closest to you, there's a train parked there, so you can't think, oh, the lights are flashing, but that train's not going anywhere. No, the lights are flashing because that other one that's the coming that you coming. can't right. see. Right. Yeah, you do have to take your time, and, and that's another thing. Just be patient on the highway. Um, rushing, you have to you have to take your time. If you if you if you're late already, that that, that extra minute or two is not going to make the world of a difference. Your life is worth more than just that one minute of trying to rush across. So we always tell our kids, take your time. So start early, get where you need to go. Start early, and so you don't have to rush. That's right. That. One other news item, and. You know, maybe the teens don't have this, but when you have a baby in the back seat, there was a, a guy, I think it was in Illinois, he left his kid in the back seat and the kid died, and so he committed oh, wow. suicide. Oh, wow. Um, what advice would you have for grandparents or, or parents, you know, if there is a, a kid in the back seat? Um, always check your vehicle. Um, Regardless whether if you have a kid in the car, everything, I try to teach kids all the time when you get out, I always check your pockets, look in the back seat of the car, make sure you have your keys on you. And it's just, just, just getting used to looking at your vehicle all the way around. I know we have a lot of things going on as parents and grandparents. You're worried about what you're going to cook, worried about what bill has to get paid. But you always take time to focus on your vehicle before you leave it and before you get back into it. So I think if, if a lot of people would do that, those type of things wouldn't happen. Well, the manufacturers are coming out with things they talk about is putting something in the back seat as so it, you would have to do something to make a sure shoe. that like child, take, yeah. take your shoe off and put your <laughs> shoe in the back seat. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things Sensor out there as you're talking about driver's head that relates to the vehicle. And I think that I'd like the first thing you said is that you teach them how to check tires. You teach them how to jump, maybe how you're supposed to jump a vehicle off. Just the little things, once again, that teenagers are not getting from everyday ordinary life is that right. either it's in the driver's ed or if it's in the CTE class or anything else that would make them more aware and he said make sure they know the vehicle and we always talk about look at the owner's manual right make sure you know what the owner's manual about that car and how it operates we've got a couple calls to go to let's go to marcy in ocean springs marcy we're so glad you've called into autocorrect today we've got a special day we've got leonard taylor who's a driver's ed instructor but also coaches here to answer your vehicle repair questions what's your question or comment well, first, I want to thank Coach for um, the advice he gave me on my Jetta sedan. And I've already gotten one thing repaired, and the other, the, the AC is next. But um, he was absolutely right. It didn't take five minutes. There was a fuse for the ports in my Jetta uh, so that my phone could charge there. Anyway, though, I'm calling um, to ask Leonard. 
Um, what do you tell the kids about the length of time that is safe to drive in a day and how often they should take rest breaks? How often they should take what type of breaks? Take a break where they actually stop the car, get out, walk around. Um, practicing is, is, is always a great thing. Um, when you feel yourself getting sleepy, um, or I, I would say every maybe every hour and a half, two hours, if you're on the trip somewhere, just to stop, stretch your legs, get out. And sometimes you have to give your brain a chance to rest. Um, I have an 18-year-old son. He's always in the road. No younger kids always moving. And I tell him, sometimes you have to just sit still, give your brain a chance to rest. Because when you're driving, you're doing a lot of thinking. You're always looking to see what's going on around you and things like that. So you do need to give your brain and body a chance to rest. So every so often, you definitely need to stop get out, stretch, you know, and just relax your mind. So, Absolutely. I'm glad you said that because that's what I learned in the Army every two hours. And um, also, you know, you're talking about getting the brain fog. In the, in the Army, they call that highway hypnosis. Oh, right. yes. It's definitely, it's definitely prevalent out there, especially when you're driving yes. for that long. Thanks, okay. Marcy. We're glad you brought you're that welcome. up. Thanks, Marcy. You're Thank welcome. you. Have a good day. You too, now. Let's go to Jackson and speak with Ed. Ed, we're so glad you've called in today. We've got Drivers Ed and Vehicle Repair. What's your question or comment? My uh, question is, uh, last week I believe a lady called in where her air conditioning was working on one side but not the other. I have the exact opposite problem. My uh, air conditioner works fine on both sides, but the heater... On the passenger side, will will go will have things blazing, but on the driver's side, nothing comes out except cold air. And I was curious as what that may be before I try to take it someplace to have it repaired. Okay, on those doors, once again. Um it's a blend door. A blend door has an actuator on it. And like I say, if you got heat coming out, uh, full blast on one side, all it does, you have, you probably have an auto, uh, automatic uh, temperature control uh, module in there. Okay. Yeah. Where, where it's on both sides. A lot of times, what the first thing I would do is get, get a scan tool, put it on that climate control, and check and see if there's any codes in the climate control. Because most likely, the blend door itself that operates how much cool and how much heat's coming through each blend door is probably the one on the driver's side or whichever side it was is probably malfunctioning okay and it's very like i say you have four of them you have two for the blend doors and you have two for the mode and the mode means if it's going from the floor to the defrost to the vents okay that answers that question but i have a comment about um uh, people who text and drive uh, I see uh, highway patrolmen having speed traps frequently, especially on 55 North. But I never train the people going 30 miles an hour on the interstate, weaving from side to side. And uh, you pull up next to them and they're looking straight down at their phone instead of the car. And I don't think they realize that they are driving, you know, a, a killing machine. And uh, I don't know if it's going to take a us accident involving a bunch of kids or something to get a hands-free law in the state, but I desperately think we need one. 
Well, that's that distracted driving, as uh, Mr. Tony was talking about. You know, and it, it, I don't really even think it matters if it's texting or if it's eating. You know, I think that a lot of times people have the same problem eating in the car, texting in the car. You drop a French fry in your lap with the ketchup and go down right. to wipe it, you're going to be not having your eyes on yeah, the road, Yeah, it's the main thing, keeping your eyes on the road. And, you know, I think sooner or later we probably will have a hands-free law. You know, that's going to be up to our legislators as well. Ed, uh, we tell everybody on MPBs in legal terms, contact your local uh, state and representative and senator, and you let them know what your feelings are. They work for you. That's right. I, I thought it was. And one more question for the uh, driving instructor. Do they actually, uh, I mean, I know people have to pass a written test, I assume. Do they still have to drive with a representative from the highway patrol or police or something to pass a driving test and get a license? No, they do not. As of right now, they just have to have the parents to sign off on it, saying that they have driven so many hours in their presence or, or with another legal guardian and such. But uh, no, they don't have to drive in the car with the patrolman like we used to. But if they take the driver's ed class, we do drive them. We drive them at least a minimum of six hours inside the vehicle at school. Well, that's good because I don't think anyone knows how to use directional signals. <laughs> <laughs> he did talk about uh, using those indicators earlier. Please use those indicators. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. Well, uh, we've got to say goodbye to our good friend, Leonard Taylor, <laughs> coach. Uh, what are you going to go coach this afternoon? Oh, basketball team. We have practice. Um I, we were we were blessed this year to go back to back to win the state championship. Clinton High School, the boys basketball program, we've won our uh, second state six A state championship basketball this year. So we're trying to practice and get ready for next year uh, to try to become even better. All so, right. So we get you on next year. We want to say back to back <laughs> to back. <laughs> I, I would I would love I would love to be here for that. But even if we don't win, I would love to be back anytime. You all are great. I had a great time. Oh well, great. Oh, so you. uh, you'll have to. Eat Email your driving questions, but uh, Coach is still going to be here to answer your repair questions. Our email address where you can send us your questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We have been discussing rules of the road, but now we're just taking your vehicle repair questions. What's in the news? I'll tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, retired from Clinton High School's Automotive Technology Program, is our expert host. I'm Liz Gill, and I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. 
you can make a contribution there but you can also listen to this show because if you've missed the beginning of it we had great leonard taylor uh driver's ed coach at and coach at Clinton High School was on our show. He had to leave, so we can take your driver's ed comments, but not your questions. Well, unless unless you want mine or coach's opinion. Um, but autocorrect is also heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturday at 11. So in the news, in line with um, having, you know, what folks need to know for driving, Traffic deaths in the U.S. surged after the coronavirus lockdown ended in 2020 as more drivers engaged in unsafe behavior like speeds and driving under the influence of drugs and alcohol. The yearly increase is the highest reported since the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration began using its current traffic fatality system in 1975 and NHTSA cites this statistics in its uh, report, 45% of fatal crashes, the drivers of passenger vehicles were engaged in at least one of the following risky behavior, speeding, alcohol impairment, not wearing a safety belt. So, you know, accidents happen, but they don't have to be fatal and possibly they are not fight, they could be prevent fatalities by not speeding uh, being alcohol having alcohol and wearing a seatbelt you know, Liz, I was thinking about that as you were talking about the major things that were causing more accidents. I know that our legislator had just passed a uh, marijuana, medical marijuana. How is that, you think, is going to affect our driving, our impairment of drivers? Well, it's just like those, you know, any kind of medication you take. You know, you take that NyQuil and, man, it's supposed to be good, but it says do not operate heavy machinery for drowsiness right right. and so So, yeah if you're if if you feel that you need medical marijuana i'm i am pleased our state can provide that but you have to be the responsible individual and it if you do you cannot be impaired you know uh we just had a caller that called in and was talking about the technology on uh, for impairment. And I know a lot of the manufacturers now are, some of them are putting out uh, breathalyzers on their cars. Uh, I know it was made a, you know, some of the officials, the government officials made cars get those on there when they were getting DUIs. But now some of the manufacturers are putting them on there as standard equipment in order to even start the car to make sure that you're, you're not uh, impaired. Okay. So we don't have a drum roll, but uh, by this time next week, I should have a new car. Oh, great. We, we put a deposit on a Honda CRV. Okay. Hybrid. Hybrid. And it has a coffee cup. It has, you can cycle through all this stuff, and it has a coffee cup that you can do levels, and it's driver attention. And it notices if you move your head, if you're nodding off. So, and then does a little 
bell or whistle warning or something because it keeps you from what is it uh, being you know impaired by being sleepy well uh, Leonard talked about a while ago is that uh, how long you should stop well on certain cars the steering wheel will vibrate uh, a little sign will come up saying you need a coffee break there's a lot of different things out to the manufacturers that come up to get you to stop because we came from Omaha it was 14 hours we stopped four times on the way and just getting out and like getting rid of that brain fog and just getting out and stretching made you feel so much better where you did get alert well and if you're older and you have to go to the bathroom all the time <laughs> well, that's true <laughs> too to stop a lot we're talking about uh your we're taking your repair questions we talked about driver's ed earlier uh, unfortunately that guest needed to leave but we're taking your repair questions you can always email us your questions auto at mpbonline.org Let's go to Jackson and talk with Sharon. Sharon, you've been hanging on. We appreciate you uh, hanging on to talk. What's your comment or question today? Thank you. Um, I'm with the, the Mississippi Diaper Bank, and we also give out seat, uh, seat, baby seats. And we always, uh, a couple of tips. When you put your baby in the seat, put your phone in the seat. That's then, awesome. And then take the diaper bag and put the diaper bag in your front seat. So it's reminding you that, oh, I need my phone. Your baby is in the back. Also, um, now very inexpensively, you can go to Amazon and they have different devices. One, you put it in the baby's seat and when when the baby is uh, still, in, when they, uh, it buzzes. So it's, a, it's an alert and they're very inexpensive. Sharon, I'm so glad you called in. Thank you so much. Now the state of Mississippi knows about the uh, diaper bank that gives out seats. I'll have a link to that on our website. We appreciate you calling in. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Pascagoula and see what's up with Benny. Benny, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. Coach Charlie is here. What's your comment or question? I I wanted to... uh, you also entertained the thought. Uh, it's a lot of pushback about self-driving technology, but I wanted you to entertain the thought about once the technology is perfected, there will be no more drunk driving, no more distracted driving, and no more speeding. Had that thought ever crossed uh, your mind when the technology gets perfected? Well, I've been thinking about uh, autonomous cars. My grandson that is nine years old always talks and asks me, is that a self-driving car? And we talk about it. Now, I understand once you say it gets perfected, uh, but I think that's going to be a long way down the road because computers go bad. Uh, Computers are not always reliable, and that is what's happening. If you think about the Teslas that are out there, autonomous cars, you think about some of the other autonomous cars they have out there, the wrecks that they are having today uh, that is technology-wise. And you're right. Once Maybe once they get it uh, uh, perfected the way that they want it, maybe we won't have all that. But would you really want, just my opinion, would you really want to put your hands uh, in the car that you have no control of and 
that you're sitting there drinking on the passenger side? Well, in, in some of these Tesla accidents have happened in self-driving mode while they're speeding. Right. It lets you speed while being hands-free, which, to me, that's got to be perfected right. once to again, make it not allow that. Yeah, once again, it's a software. It's what is written into that computer for that software. That is how that vehicle is going to drive. Thank you, Benny. Yep. We appreciate uh, you you calling in with that, and yeah, it's we've got we got a little bit to go yeah, before to go. we get there. Yes. We are taking your repair questions. You can send us your emails, auto at mpbonline.org. We have got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up. It's a Subaru, and we just think it's it's just hilarious. When my daughter went to college in Vermont and my brothers and sisters went to college in Colorado, every car on the road is a Subaru there. So he's got a, a Subaru. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. All the automotive news recently has been about electric vehicles and high interest rates, but I'm really glad to see Subaru giving its WRX a lot of love. The vehicle is redesigned for 2022. It's bigger, it's more mature, the interior has a new tablet-style touchscreen, but it really stays true to the WRX roots. It has a 2.4-liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine, delivers 271 horsepower and 258 pound-feet of torque. Routes that to the all-wheel drive system, the standard all-wheel drive system, through a six-speed manual transmission. I am really glad that Subaru has stuck with a manual transmission. You can get a continuously variable automatic if you want to. It's about a $2,000 option, but you don't want to do that. Out on the highway, out on the street, driving this car is an absolute joy. The suspension is a little bit stiff, but I think you expect that. It's also pretty affordable. WRX starts under $30,000. This one, $32,105. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center and host of Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking. Join us as we explore issues that relate to you and your family, from mental health obstacles and family interactions to handling life disruptions. Whatever the issue, let's try to figure it out together. You can listen live Tuesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, find the whole show on our website autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Autocorrect is heard on Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. I'm Liz Gill, but our expert is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. 
It's time for Coach Charlie's tip of this week. Parents, lower that insurance rate. Have those kids take driver's ed. Lower the insurance rate. Amen. That's it. And then once they get to college, you can use a good student discount. Yes. You can um, get a copy of their grades. Make sure you get, make sure they have good grades, and you can uh, get a, a a college good student discount. That's right. All right, we've got a couple of uh, calls to get to. Let's go to Scott in Carthage. Scott, we're glad you've called in today. Oh, no, not in Carthage, just Scott. Scott, uh, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question? Yeah, Coach, uh, i got a Ford Ranger that the uh, airbag light is on. And uh, if you go to AutoZone or, or a place like that and you ask them to scan it and they won't do the, uh, they said they hadn't got a machine that'll do the uh, computer to uh, to do the uh, diagnostics. And I was wondering if that's something I could fix myself. Yeah, most likely on that airbag. Now, let's, let's think about airbags. You have airbags. On certain vehicles, you got them in the seat, you got them in the door panels, you got them in the dash, you got them on the uh, under the knees. So there's a lot of different airbags. What you need to do is go somewhere. Most of all these places, auto parts only have code readers that will read just the engine itself. You need to have a code, uh, a scan tool that can get into the airbag system, the climate control. It's just a little bit higher. Uh, uh, priced uh, scan tool that can go to the, all those different modules in the car but you could do that and most likely uh, using the airbag it could be the clock spring inside uh, right there in the steering wheel uh, pad so what I would do first is go somewhere that you could get a scan tool that will read all of the modules in the car not just the engine modules Okay, yeah, I YouTubed it, and they said that cause if you count the flashes, like it do a two-seven, two, hesitate, then seven, then back over again. And they said usually that would be uh, maybe the switch under the seats that you could undo and spray or something. Uh, what year is that car? That truck? 2003 Ranger. Okay, well, they don't usually do flashes on those anymore. Uh, now, that used to be the older vehicles, that OBD-1, that would you would count the flashes. Now, it's uh, OBD-2, 96 and above. Uh, they don't, uh, I would just go somewhere and get a scan tool put on it for the ABS, I mean, for the uh, airbags, and you'll know which one it is. Because the thing is, you don't want to start messing with those airbags because they're very dangerous. Uh, if you mess with the power wire some of those airbags will go off okay so you I'll i know just... when i take the key and and down below by the ashtray you can turn the passenger off you turn that off then the dash light it won't it won't flash but the lights lit when i turn the key off on the uh passenger airbag on off you know what i'm talking about at the bottom down there yeah i know what you're talking about yeah, my, and, uh, in fact, I have a 2000 model Ford Ranger, uh, just like that. But what you need to do, I would just recommend you get somebody that has a good scan tool, go into the airbag system, safety restraint system, and they can help you with that. Thanks, Scott. Lacey, we have just about a minute for you to ask your question, so that'll give uh, Coach a couple minutes to answer your question. So, Lacey, what's your comment or question for Coach? 
Uh, good morning. I have a 2000 Toyota Camry Solera, a V6, with about 200, a little over 250,000 miles on it. And I wanted to tow my motorcycle about 400 miles uh, just over to Alabama, not that hilly or anything. But when I go to rent a tow, uh, you know, utility trailer, it tells, gives me a warning that I have an old car and I should be cautious about towing with an old vehicle. And so I wonder, my car is in very good shape. As long as I stay under the manufacturer's suggested weight limit, is there really any concern I should have about towing uh, with my old car? There should be no problem whatsoever if that car is uh, in shape that it can. If it's a good running car, I have, would have no problem. Just make sure you have the right uh, hitch and all on it, you know, because you can go to a lot of places. They can put a hitch on it for you, and you should have no problem whatsoever. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling in, Lacey. Okay, we have uh, we literally have one minute left. I will share my driver's ed in Mississippi experience. The my kids did not take driver's ed in high school. I didn't even know if it was offered. I think it was offered at a career center, but. There was a private school that offered it. We took it at St. Andrews here in the the Jackson metro area, and uh, they did it in the summer. And that was, uh, you know, we got our insurance break, and that gave them a— Hopefully, not necessarily a better role model for a driver, because I like to think I'm a good driver, but that was one option. Well, you know, I really liked the simulator. When I was in school, I did it in the simulator, and we did it uh, during school. But, you know, as Clinton says, as Mr. Taylor said, they no longer offer it during the summer. They offer it as in the school year itself now. Some schools in other states, it's required. Right. You have to take it. And... Uh, well, everybody's different. I would suggest that all young drivers, if you're in school, take driver's ed because it does help you learn the road. However you can take it. That's, that's right. right. Coach, thanks so much for bringing your buddy, Leonard Taylor, who was here for the beginning of our show, driver's ed instructor at Clinton High School. Uh, go go Warriors. Arrows. Are, go Arrows. Go there Arrows. Go Arrows. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Thank you, Charles, intern, for answering our phones. Thank you, Jay White. Thank you, Coach Charlie Melton, Master Technician. I'm Liz Gill. And thank you. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.